I'm Samuel Broden, a kindergarten teacher with a lot to say, and this is Embracing Childhood, where we have candid, casual conversations on childhood. I'm ready to talk. Are you? Hello there, everybody. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today on our premiere episode. Don't judge my singing, but you will be able to say that you were here when it all started, which is very, very exciting. I guess we'll wait and find out. But thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. This is Embracing Childhood, a podcast where we have candid, casual conversations on childhood. I've been really, really excited to record this episode and to put this episode out and to begin this journey through these different conversations that we're going to hopefully connect and have together. So I am Samuel Broden, in case you did not know. I am currently a kindergarten teacher at an outdoor Reggio-inspired school in Oregon. I have been working with children for the last 16 years as a teacher, a director, a coach, a mentor. Basically, you know how it goes if you work with kids. There are so many different job titles that we encompass in one day. So it's kind of an all-in-one type of a career choice that we have here. But I'm very, very excited about this episode today, and I'm really excited to begin our journey and begin our conversations with just a really, really simple question of why. And I think that that's a really great way to start out this continuing conversation that I'm hoping that we can have. You know, we're supportive and we're encouraging each other, and we're all just working together giving each other ideas and support and encouragement through the work that we're doing with children every day. So I think that it's really, really important to start this episode with that thought in our mind of why. Why did we get into this field specifically? Why did we want to work with children? Why did we want to get into this career of nurturing and teaching and caring for children. I feel like it's really important for us to remember that reason why. Because for those of you who have been working with children for a very long time, it can be exhausting and it can be very tiring year after year. And sometimes it can be hard to remember what it was that had us excited what it was that sparked our interest or sparked our passion in this field and in working with children in general. It can be very hard. That can kind of fade really far back into our head and we don't really think about it as much. You know, it's hard when we're concerned with the day-to-day stresses, the day-to-day excitement, the day-to-day work that we're doing on the floor with these children every day it can be hard to remember that. Sometimes you, you know, like a super difficult day in your classroom and you're just sitting there wondering, like, why in the world am I doing this? Like, what is it that I did this for, you know? It can really seem like that some days. And I feel like we all kind of know in the back of our head, like, yeah, it might be a difficult day today, but, you know, I really love working with the kids, so it'll be all right. But there's a difference between telling yourself that and kind of being able to get past that in the moment and really sitting down and dissecting your why of why are you even doing this? What is it that started you down this road? Because what we do with children every day is 
extremely important and extremely needed. And I think it's important for us to remember that why, because it's going to not only help get us through kind of those tough times that we may have in our classroom, but it's also going to help reignite that passion, reignite that kind of excitement that we had when we first got into the field. You know, when you're a super young teacher and you're super eager and you're just brimming with ideas and just can't even control yourself and just super excited to kind of begin the work. I think that kind of fades away a little bit as the years go on, as it would, I think, in anything in life. But remembering that feeling at the beginning and remembering that why is really, really going to help us to just be reignited and have that passion kind of fanned again in us, which I think is something that all of us can appreciate and all of us can really get a lot from. So that's what I really want to talk about today. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my why and why I decided to get into this field. And I'm really hoping and really encouraging you to share with me your why. And I really want to kind of open this conversation about why we're doing this. Why are we in this field? And what can we take from each other? And what can we take from each other's reasons why? And build up that strength and build up that excitement again. So for me, my why is very, very personal to me. And I'm sure that a lot of people probably maybe might have the same why. But for me... My reasoning why always came down to a quote that I see floated around all the time on Facebook. And it's kind of one of those quotes that you just see in like different memes and different gifts and stuff like that. But it's basically talking about being who you needed when you were younger. And that's a huge thing for me. That's really kind of what inspires my whole entire journey working with kids and my entire, it really encompasses all the work that I do with them is really just that one sentence is being who you needed when you were younger. You know, growing up as a queer boy who didn't really understand who I was or what it was that I was feeling and not really having anybody around me to look up to, you know, it was difficult. And being A young boy who was very feminine was interested in things that weren't typically what boys would be interested in, all of that. It was difficult for me because there was nobody that I could look to as an adult or as a mentor where I could be like, hey, that's really cool because he acts the same way I act, or he walks the same way I walk, or talks the same way I talk, or he's interested in the things that I'm interested in, or he likes to sing and dance. He likes to act like whatever it was that I was looking for in somebody I didn't have. And because of that, it really took me a great deal of time throughout my childhood and my young adult life to finally become completely comfortable in my own skin and completely comfortable with who I am as a person as a queer person and really just feeling confident in that. It took a very, very long time. And I think that a huge reason why is because there wasn't someone like that for me to look up to in my personal life. In the education that I had growing up, there was nobody that I was able to look up to. 
and it makes it really difficult and it makes it very lonely and it makes it very scary and all of those things. And obviously my story is not unique. It's a story told by a lot of queer people. I feel like especially in my generation and ones that came before, you know, it's very different now. And it wasn't like that when I was younger. And so that's a huge reason why I'm so passionate about my work with children. I say it all the time and I talk about it a lot. It's the fact that you don't ever know what really happens to the children once they are out of your classroom. And I don't just mean out of your classroom, like once they've moved on to the next one or whatever, but even at the end of the day, we would never really know what goes on when a child leaves us and goes home, whatever it may be. We don't know what's going on in the space that we've created for them and the time that they spend with us could possibly be the only positive experience that they have. It could be the only supportive place that they have. And I think about that a lot. And I think it's really important for us to remember that so that we can strive to create that positive and supportive environment for them, because it could be the only place that they have. I think that's important to think about as we work with our students and as we plan our day and as we, you know, plan our environment and plan all these things that we want to help create for the children. I think it's really important to remember that this is a positive and supportive space for them and if this is the only positive and supportive space that they have, we need to make sure that we're doing and giving everything that they need to feel supported. I think that it's also important when I think about my why of being who I needed when I was younger. I think it's important for me and for all of us really to be ourselves when we're interacting with the children. You know, be who we are, be open, be honest, and show the children that it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to like the things that you like. It's okay to not like the things that you don't like. For me, that's what it's all about. You know, I strive to create a classroom that's inclusive and supportive and loving. And I think that one of the ways that I do that and one of the best ways that I can do that is just by being myself, you know? And so I don't hide who I am from the children. That's ridiculous and it doesn't help anything at all. And so the children talk all the time about my husband and they've met him many times and they'll make him pieces of art or find him things in the forest or, you know, whatever it is, kids will bring things up and say, oh, this is for Perry, bring this home to Perry. Or, you know, they'll just ask about him, like, how's Perry doing? If they see a picture of him or see him calling me, you know, they'll talk about it. And so it's just a normal thing in our classroom, you know, and I bring every piece of me into the classroom, you know, so the things that I do that might be read as a little bit more effeminate, those things are all brought to the classroom, you know, the things that I enjoy to do, singing, dancing, dressing up, acting out, all of those things I do with the children, you know, and by doing that, I'm really kind of showing them that this is a safe space, you know, because we don't know what goes on with these children when they leave, and we also don't know what goes on with these children inside their heads and the struggles that they may be going through and the kind of internal monologue that they may be having with themselves. And so it's really important to kind of try to combat whatever that is that's happening with this positivity, with this kind of inclusivity and this acceptance of who I am and who everybody else is. And I think that that's really important to show to the children. I mean, it seems like such a simple thing to do. And maybe like an obvious thing to do, 
But I think that it's just really, really important that we focus on that. And that's what I focus on a lot because that's what I want to be for these children because I was around that age when I was discovering who I was and I was feeling different than everybody else. And it was just a crazy like tornado in my head and in my spirit about everything that was happening. And I didn't have anybody to not even talk to, but I didn't have anyone to look up to. And I don't know what's happening with the children. I don't know what they're saying to themselves. I don't know what they're thinking to themselves. And so by kind of offering this look, this view into a positive self-love and a positive self-expression, I think is important all around, no matter who the children are or who they will be. It's just very important. And so for me, that's a huge piece of why I do this work. You know, it's not for me so much about I really want to get these kids ready for school, or I really want to get these kids ready for first grade or for whatever it is. You know, it's really not about that at all. And it's hard because I get a lot of pushback from different people about that being my main goal for my classroom is creating a healthy, safe, supportive environment so that they can become who they are without judgment, without anything pushed on them. And that they can be who they are. They can like what they want. They can do all these things. And for me to kind of instill that sort of self-confidence and pride in them is really what I strive to do every day. And so that's what we do in our room. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about our feelings, talking about our inner voice, talking about our inner monologue, what we're saying to ourselves. Why does that matter? How can we change the outcome of our life by thinking and manifesting our thoughts and creating that reality that we want. And so we do a lot of that kind of self-reflection and self-talk and all of those type of kind of self-love and self-care type things in the classroom. And that's really what we focus on a lot. And that's because that wasn't something that I had. You know, if I had had somebody in my young years being like, yeah, man, be whoever you want to be. You know, it's cool. Like you like to do that. That's super cool. Like your voice sounds like that. That's how you talk. That's awesome. You know, all those things, if I would have had that, it might've been a little bit easier for me growing up. And I might've not, I don't know if wasted is the right word, but not really lived to my full potential for a lot of the years of my life. And so it really comes down to not wanting my students to go through that, you know, not wanting my students to feel that way, wanting them to have what I didn't have. And I think that that goes for a lot of people that work with or have children is that we always want to give them better than what we had, right? We always want to give them something that we didn't get to have support that we didn't see. You know, we think back in our childhoods and we think, man, it would have really helped me if so-and-so did this. It would have really helped me if my teacher said this. It would have really helped me if my mom said this. Whatever, right? So we should be doing those things because we want these children to have a better life, a better childhood experience than the one that we may have had. And for me, that's really what it's all about. And that's really what my why is and where my inspiration comes for my work with children and all the work that I do, you know, it's the reason why I started honoring childhood. It's the reason why I have this podcast. It's the reason why I try to write as much as I can and get these ideas out to as many people as I can, because there's so many of us out there that are working with these children and we don't know why. And we've lost that passion and we've lost the reason for starting. We've lost the reason for why 
we wanted to do this to begin with. And I think that it's really important to remember it. I mean, even right now, just me speaking about that and saying all that out loud, like I feel re-energized. And when I go into my classroom and I see my students tomorrow, like I have this feeling just from doing this, just from, I mean, I'm just literally sitting here just talking to myself and hearing it out loud and talking about it has really kind of re-energized that for me just a little bit, you know, and, and that's really the goal is to kind of take that time to really dissect what it is that we got into this field for. Think about our past, think about our experiences, think about how they affect our reasoning for wanting to work with kids, think about how they affect how we work with kids and see if there's something in there that we need to tweak or we need to remember or we need to bring more into the work that we're doing, you know, into our everyday practice with these kids. And I think it's super important. And what I really wanted to talk about with all of you and to hear from all of you, what it is for you that got you inspired or passionate about working with children, because everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own why. Everyone has their own reasonings. And those things guide how you work with children, you know, and a lot of it is the subconscious, you know, those things that we don't really think about as we do them, it just is automatic in our heads. But all of those ideas are based off of our experiences that we had growing up and how we bring that into our practice with kids. And I think that it's really, really important to think about that and to remember that. And so honestly, that's what it is for me. I'm working hard every day to be somebody for these children that I did not have, probably hundreds of children that I've worked with. That's so crazy. But even if one of them were to grow up and say, you know what, I feel good about who I am as a person because of something that Mr. Samuel said to me, because of something that Mr. Samuel showed me or taught me or supported me with. I mean, that's really the, that's it, right? I mean, for me, I mean, that's the goal. And if that's all that comes of it, if that's all that comes of all the work, then it's more than worth it because I have saved at least one child from this kind of inner turmoil that I went through, you know, and it's the same thing for you. There is a reason why you started working with children. There is a reason why you felt compelled to really give your life to help these children, because the work that we do is kind of all consuming, you know, especially when you're passionate about it. And so there is a reason why you did this. And I really want to encourage you to just take a second and maybe even as you were listening to me talk about my why, like maybe you were thinking about yours as well, but I really want you to take a second to just really reflect and see if you can dig deep into those memories of your mind, into those recesses of your mind that maybe have been pushed back and just remember that reason why. Why did I start doing this? And when you're thinking about that, I want you to really, really reflect on yourself and think about if your why is coming through in the work that you're doing. Are you accomplishing what your why is? For me, my why is to be who I needed. Am I doing that? Am I being supportive? Am I offering a supportive and inclusive environment? Whatever your why is, think about how it affects your practice. Is it embedded into your practice? Are your reasons why showing in the work that you do? And I really, really want to hear. I want to know what your why is. I want to know what makes you who you are as a teacher. I want to know what makes you who you are as a person. And I want to hear why you got into this field. What was it? Was it, was it something like my experience? Did we share a similar experience? Did we 
have an opposite experience. I want to know all of it because I think that by us, one, remembering what our why is and really reflecting on it, and two, by sharing our why and sharing our experiences with others who are doing the same things that we're doing, who are in the field, who are working each day with these children. By doing those two things, I really think that we can reignite our passion for working with children, but we can also create a better environment for the children. When we think about our why, when we recognize our why, when we reflect on it, and when we share it with each other, we really are able to heighten and enhance the quality of our work with children. And we're going to end up giving these children a better experience. And that's what it's about. That's really what it's about. So that's what I want you guys to do. I want you to just take a few seconds, either as you're listening to this or after I'm done, and really just think about why. Let me know why. Reach out to me. Connect with me. Let's talk. I really, really want to hear what your why is. And I want you to take your why. If it helps you, write it down somewhere on a post-it or on a note. Put it on your cupboard. Put it somewhere in your classroom where you see it all the time. Put it somewhere in your room, wherever it is that you're going to see all the time. Write it down. Put it up there so that you can reflect on that all the time. So that when things do get difficult or when you are questioning things, you can look at that why and you can remember. So I want you to leave this. Really consider what your why is. Write that down reflect on it, and share it with somebody. It doesn't have to be me. I would like you. I would love to hear it, but it doesn't have to be me. Share it with your co-teacher. Share it with your spouse. Share it with your significant other. Share it with your best friend. Share it with the kids. I shared mine. I talk to the kids all the time about my experiences growing up and who I am as a person and how those experiences kind of molded me into who I am today. Talk about it with them, but tell somebody. Talk about it with somebody. Those are those takeaways. Those are these takeaways for this week. I want you to reflect on what your why is. I want you to reflect on how it's reflected into your practice. And I want you to talk to somebody about it. Share it with somebody. Because when we share our experiences as humans, when we share our experiences working with children, when we share our why, we strengthen our field, we strengthen each other, and we create a better environment for the children that we're working with every single day. Thank you guys so much for listening to the very first premiere episode of Embracing Childhood. I'm super, super excited. I'm really, really grateful to everybody for tuning in, for listening, for being so supportive, for all the messages and all the comments and all just the really kind and supportive words. It means so much to me. Please reach out to us, Instagram at Embracing Childhood Pod, Instagram at Honoring Childhood. Email us, Samuel Broden at honoringchildhood.org. Any way that's comfortable for you, share with me what your why is. Share with me what you think about this episode. Do you want to come on and talk with me? Tell me. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I'll talk to all of you. I love it so much. So please reach out to me. Please let me know what you think. Please let me know what your why is. And let's all go out there and make a better world for the children that we work with. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. 